podcast, The Final Frontier. These are the conversations of the friendship Matt Myra and Andrew Secunda. Their continuing mission. To seek out old adventures with contrived civilizations. To boldly watch episodes that one of them has watched before. Hey everybody, well... Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, Alright, that sounds fine to me. Hey everybody, welcome to Star Trek The Next Conversation, a special episode. I'm Matt. I'm Andy. And I'm going to think us out of this. Alright, Wesley's trying to think us out of this. This is what you're going to hear today, everybody. It's, it's a little taste, a little taste of what our primo Patreoners get. Every single week, Andy and I watched a new episode of Star Trek this week. A new series. A new, new series. New crew. Old ship. <laughs> All the makings of quality television. But, uh, yeah, we recorded it. Andy said, hey, what if we put this out on the regular feed for everybody? And I said, Wow. That's a terrible idea. Just Stop talking. He just heard me <laughs> talking and said no, and then he thought about it. <laughs> I mean, it happened. You can hear it at the end of this pod. If you keep listening, you'll hear it at the end. Uh, but yeah, we wanted to put this episode out because actually it was pretty positive. I think Andy and I both had a good time with Strange New Worlds. Really enjoying it. Really hopeful as is Pike about believing in the beings I mean, of the universe. Hopefulish. He's still Hopeful-ish. got that whole hang-up. He's got that hang-up, you know? He's got, his, <laughs> he's got that hang-up he's dealing with. His, his, his stupid face, his burn face. I mean, look, you give me a captain in a log cabin that also owns a horse, and I guess I'm on board. <laughs> he seemed to have some problems early on. <laughs> <laughs> he came around on the horse. Um, decided it was a space horse. <laughs> yeah, I was like, hey, space horse, you're going to do okay, Montana space horse. Um, but yeah, we... Uh, here's the episode. It's it's an hour and a half or so. Uh, no hails at the top. We dive right in, which is unique. <laughs> Usually, it's a very long, as as the fans know. Uh, yeah, we like to interact with all of you people. So head over to patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC if you want to hear us do this every week. Uh, you can also hear us react to all of Picard. That's all done now. There's ten episodes up there for you for season two of Picard, and. Uh, I guess we got we got uh, also we do one disco a month at the lieutenant's level and one enterprise and then we're doing all good things. Disco enterprise. Vo- you could if you wanted to join the president's circle, you would get enterprise disco Voyager, strange new worlds or whatever the new trek is. Uh, the occasional video Q and A with us a live version of all good things that we're going to record on the 23rd. You're all going to hear the Those audio last two of things that. are at the president's circle level. I started with the, pre- I said, if you wanted to oh, be if at you're the getting all of them, I see. Gotcha. I'm just trying to say, here's the menu. Right. If you wanted to go, you know, when you're at a tasting menu, Andy, and it's like, which level do you want? I can't believe we haven't gotten to Maud. Oh, is Maud closed by the way? It is right now. Uh, <laughs> But like you know, when you know when you go to like a like a place that has good meats, sure, and it's like you can have this or you can have this with the wagyu option, right? 
I say get the Wagyu. Come on. Yeah. It's going to be absurdly more expensive, but the savory taste. You won't regret it. Oh, it melts in your mouth. You're like, how does meat melt in your mouth? It does. Uh, yeah. So head over there. Check it out. <laughs> it always comes back to food. <laughs> you want to interact with us? Andy's very active over there. And then now with these live Q&A things that we might be introducing more and more of, uh, I'm active over there. So head over to patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. Join us. And if you don't want to join us, just sit back and listen to us talk about the first episode of Strange New Worlds. Handled like a pro. Disengage. Hit it. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome, lieutenants and President Circle members. It's your first annual episode of Andy and I discussing a show we've all been waiting for that somehow needed to exist. It's Strange New World. So oh, good to be baby. here. I'm Matt. I'm Andy. And I'm wondering if this has something to do with it. Yes, does it? <laughs> <laughs> does it, Riker? Uh, well, Andy, it happened. We saw it. We did. It, it, I can't tell. And FYI, neither of us have just as as we haven't said a word a about pattern, it to each other. We actually. haven't said a word. There's been no indication. That's so funny. And I can tell you. Should I keep it quiet? <laughs> I don't know. I I this am is infinitely better than Picard. <laughs> I am pumped. I am so excited. I really enjoyed this a lot. This was very Star Trekky. In all the ways that you want things to be Star Trekky, well, most of the ways you want things to be Star Trekky. Yes, I wouldn't call it a home run, but I think it's certainly they legged out almost a triple. It's I a mean, questionable uh, play. Maybe they decide to challenge it or not. Maybe they ran out of challenges earlier in the game because they challenged the play at first. And that was, <laughs> you know, that's ruling on the field stands. <laughs> who is it? who is the ref in this? Uh, who's the umpire in this uh, scenario? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's me. <laughs> Um. Yeah. I mean, I, I. I. This was the thing that I was thinking. It's just like, wow. Is this? Where does this? How many Andes is this gonna get? Well, I guess we'll have to find out. But I did. It, there is an element of like judging it. If you're judging it on a curve of new track, you. Uh, you know, honestly, if you are, it's, it's like it's off great. the charts. Uh, if, I mean, there are some things they've done that I'm like, did we really need to do this? I'm. I'm eager to hear that. Uh. And I mean, honestly, the, I mean, it's at the right at the beginning. I just was kind of like, oh man, do I need my protagonist having an internal trauma struggle throughout the season? Cause uh, I don't honestly need that. Yeah. Can't he just be Pike? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> having a great time being a cool captain. <laughs> well, it's at least. And or what? Oh, I don't know. Do we have any business we got to do before we jump into this? No, because there's no hails for this. So weird. So we can sort We of don't just... even have to say this is the episode or this is the. I mean, we're talking about Strange New Worlds, which is season one, episode one of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. And believe it or not, the title of the episode is Strange New Worlds. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't cross many doors to many places. We're just teleplay, in the so Teleplay weird. by Akiva Goldsman. Story by. Three people, Alex Kurtzman, Akiva Goldsman, and the other person whose name I can't remember right now, mostly because I'm not angry at that person yet. Um, <laughs> so. 
for all you Hales haters, this is what the show would be like if uh, there was uh, no business, baby. This is the battle section, <laughs> the star drive. <laughs> Just jump right in. No saucer. We jettisoned all those classrooms. We are flying <laughs> lean. Um, wait, I had a point. Oh, you were talking about the trauma, yeah. um, and <laughs> which has obviously been a point of discussion in in a lot a lot of our other new track shows. Mm-hmm. Whether it's even a fetish for the new track shows, um, and uh, I think you're right. I hear what you're saying, and part of the thing that's so kind of beautiful about the this Pike portrayal and Anson Mount's performance is his jawline. I mean, his jawline, <laughs> his eyes. You can want to get lost in the whole thing, um, but is is that it is this kind of old school hero that's sort of st- stripped down is noble is is like his his morality is good his his decisions are sound and it's just like everything everything that's a uh, concern is sort of beneath the surface um as opposed to most of new trek which is so immediately on the surface bubbling and broiling and <laughs> like spewing I do um, I do think it's hilarious how um we're only one episode into Starfleet post discoveries uh super secret confidentiality agreement yes and they've already told five new people <laughs> what happened like, I was a little bit was confused like, right? so when Spock says uh, when he's What's, talking about Michael, when he says, "Hey, baby, beam me up," <laughs> it was really weird. It seemed very <laughs> off character. It's kind of like, wait, is this like? I understand you're kind of you throwback to a sixty style, but why is he? Uh, um, why is he wearing this leisure suit? <laughs> Ring a ding ding. That's what he says every time he picks up his communicator. <laughs> It's Spock, it's baby. Very, I mean, I really just don't think they're they're being you know faithful to can, the canon's you know version of Spock. I I just it's really I thought that they were gonna. Um, it took me most of the episode to realize that they'd messed with his bangs. They were trying like, come on, there's got to be something we can do. It'd make his bangs a little bit different. Well, you <laughs> know, he had that shorter. Cute. He had that shorter <laughs> cut in um, disco in the pilot of. Of, of TOS in the cage, you know? Oh, interesting. I got to look that up now. So I thought, I thought his hair was more matching that. Um, I got a weird... My thing is real slow. It's real irritating. Um, oh, yeah. Good job, Star Trek. <laughs> wow. I don't think we've ever said that on one of these shows. He was also he was also smiling. Good job, Star Trek should be a uh, should be a, a soundbite. Um, what the hell is this? Is this what he was wearing? What's this thing with him in suspenders? It's a doll. I don't know. Anyway, I, <laughs> I don't know because I don't know what you're looking at. I kind of love it. I'm sending it to you. Um, I think that's the oh, cage era. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, and the Cage Era uh, away jacket. I like it. I didn't know he had suspenders on under there. That makes sense, I guess. You want to hold up pants like that. I kind of love this. I think you should get it. You know, it's only $72 and sold out. (laughs) It's got to be somewhere I can find it. Uh, That's a great rendition in Leonard Nimoy. That is a very impressive sculpt, as they say in the biz. Yeah. Um... Anyway, <laughs> they gave him the old bangs. That's uh, that's funny. Cutest uh, button, this box. I have lost all caring about uh-huh. the aesthetic of this enterprise and the tech. How do you? I, that can go in any direction. I can't tell if you're saying you've re, you've relieved yourself of your complaints, or you yes. don't give a shit. You dis, no, dis- I've sort of released myself of all of it. I accept this new version of everything. I mean, I hesitate. I like to how they make the communicators. The I like how they swamp, made the communicators but... the communicators, but they also do yeah. some other stuff. I like how they yeah. dock at home. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, you know, hilariously, they're watching a 20th century movie. <laughs> what do you mean, Doc at home? You mean it on? You know, on, you know, Spock's communicator docked, and then Pike came up on screen. Oh, at I his see. House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How else would that's, I say that? Doc at home. <laughs> but that seemed like an Apple genius, uh, <laughs> ex Apple genius uh, lingo. Um, yeah, that makes sense. It does, that's also a nice way to bridge, you know, 60s track to our track of like, well, you want to see him. Yeah. And just like, all right, he does a thing. And then like, you know, when they're showing the tricorder screen in this, I'm like, yeah. you're, you're going to update everything, but keep that fucking tricorder like that. You're going to keep that look. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, look, I'm not going to get mad at you for trying to they make decisions about different things. Candy. Here's a thing right off the top. We're really wading right into the deep end. Um, I, I, I love just the that they're going for it. And these, you know, the, it's almost motion picture style, like loving, you know, <laughs> sweeping shots over, over the one seven zero one. Just like you know, all this stuff, just beautiful, whatever. Mm-hmm. That being said, am I crazy that it feels? The CG in this episode seemed weird. It seemed almost like when they hit the cr- the title sequence, it seemed almost like uh, like they tend to do a very more graphic version of everything in the title sequence. But I feel like all of the effects kind of had that weird otherworldly graphic se- feeling. Like not they didn't feel it uh, didn't feel like they had the depth of the other. And like and reality and texture of the other shows, everything had that gloss to it that made it seem more fake to me. I didn't notice that, but hmm. I mean, I also didn't notice. I didn't think like, oh, these effects are amazing. So, I mean, everybody knows that I'm a there's something to that. Maybe new Trek effects booster. I'm just shocked at how good they are. But the, uh, but I don't know. For some reason, it didn't. It almost didn't bump me in the way we've had dis- discussing. Like you know, some people like I could never get over the effects in Babylon Five. I think you said it. Yeah. Um, which I respect, but it's sort of like there's another perspective of just like, well, if you're into the show, then you kind of overlook it. And I certainly am that with this. But it was one thing that kind of I was like, huh. It seems 
I can't tell if it's just that I'm focusing on too much of the reflectiveness or something, but just there's something seemed odd to me. Anyway, let's jump in. I thought we already have. I mean, in terms of you're playing your, your I things. mean, I don't need to play anything, actually. We just talk if you'd like. Yuck. Um, I did think it was like, <laughs> I was like, really, this is what we do with Captains of the Enterprise? They all, they all have to be alone in the woods? <laughs> sure, they're manly men. But, like, this is exactly how we find Kirk in the Nexus in Generations. Literally. Yeah. Exactly like it. Do you think that's intentional or subconscious? It has to be intentional, right? I would assume, yeah. Because it's such a rip otherwise. Also, to put him on a horse. Yeah. I'm like, of all the things you're going to crib from, you choose Generations? It's weird. (laughs) I picture Pike more of, like, he has a... An apartment in Manhattan. Oh, that would have been great if they'd gone Mad Men with him. Yeah. Oh, man, I would have loved that. Like, instead of this, like, thing we've seen before of cabin in the woods with eggs. I'm sorry, pancakes this time. Am I making this up, or is Pike Christian-y? It uh, felt like that in the first episode of Discovery that he showed up in with the angel. Talking about Red Angel. Didn't he have a thing about faith? Yeah, in that episode. Oh, I see. <laughs> um, well, that to me reads a little bit less Manhattan-y, but I would love it. I love that side of it. But I agree with you. It doesn't bump me. This makes sense to me of who Pike is, but I agree with you that it's like, yeah, take a different swing. Yeah, just make it a little, you know. And like if they had to chase him down on the new Manhattan, whatever the fuck the Manhattan subway looks like now. Cool. Oh my! Oh my gosh! I would love it so much. Again? Well, come on, it's class. This was. What did you think of the fact that that TV uh, just turned off like a TV and didn't do anything futury? <laughs> He's really into this aesthetic of 21st century Earth. He's got hey, a rotary guy... telephone next to his communicator. For sure. For sure. And he grows the fakest beard I've ever seen. Mm. I tell you this. Uh, this this uh, this Captain Pike, he loves his space in his internal spaces. He really loves a lot of square footage. That that fucking is <laughs> this house and his his quarters <laughs> are massive. Oh, his quarters were so fucking giant. Don't mind if I do, Captain Pike. But this is also beautiful. Uh, who is this actress? Well, I haven't decided. I don't know. Uh, you, don't you have? Can you just pull it up? Canadian Frank? No, it's not X-ray. Oh, I sorry, bud. I missed it. I guess um, that's my question. Is uh, I like the portrayal of like of whom they're in a relationship of equals and disagree. <laughs> not a fan. You like a relationship of. Subservient. Well, I mean, I don't think they're being equals right now. I think she has shoes on and he doesn't. That's true. She also apparently has greater security clearance. <laughs> um, uh, but I like that they're both captains. I am. I was a little bit, and I like that they're like, yeah, this is just, and I don't know if they're saying this is the future or this is Pike, but I like that it's just like, yeah, they just, they get together, they mess around, and then that's it. And then they go off on their missions because that's what it happens. It's almost like they have a little bit of an arrangement. I really, I really dug that subtext 
Um, I was a little bit. It was interesting to me that they picked this lady, and what I wondered mean? if there was a a background for this lady that's like, oh, she, we wanted her because she was in X, Y, and Z. She was in some other genre thing. Um, I guess because there doesn't seem to be a a definitive choice other than the unit of female captain that they're that they're portraying you know what i mean there didn't seem to be no. a bit strong character choice there didn't seem to be a strong choice in terms of the actress choice i gotta say i think it works because i think pike is so generic huh like in a good way uh-huh like i like that they're both generic they're like they're both like they're both starfleet human right right they're both like you open up a textbook of starfleet officers and there's yeah. two illustrations, and it's these two. <laughs> you know what I mean? I do. It's like bland on bland. It's like it is like one of the '60s coloring books. Of, yes, uh, Starfleet. And yeah. like you could like put their dress uniform on. They're paper dolls, essentially. Like that to me, I was like, okay. So when do you ship out? Chris, we can keep doing this, but we can also talk about it. Talk about one. Whatever it is you're so busy not talking about. Whatever happened out there. Whatever's got you questioning your return to command. Whatever's got you questioning. Yes. I mean, I just... I, I, my, my main critique of this series is this stuff. The discussion. Yeah, like, I didn't... I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... Well, I know I know Pike saw how he doesn't die but becomes disfigured and it's a great message to send to everyone watching that might be in a wheelchair or might have lost <laughs> the ability to emote in any way or has been through any sort of uh, plasma fire or fire. Uh, it's a well, nice message to send that his life is over at that point. Um, of course. Because yeah, it's ahead. not and it's, I think it's stupid and I think he's evolved enough to know that as a person. To know that, you know, you'll get a cool hover chair and you can say yes and no. And, <laughs> you know, uh, I get it. Of course, it. they, they ref- I hear what you're saying. And it feels like, well, that's obviously, you know, he's concerned about I'm going to be immobile and I'm not going to be able to communicate and I'm going to be sure, disfigured. And sure, sure. Like, that's, that's what a person's reaction might naturally be, even though I agree with you. It is possibly an un- unenlightened perspective. Um, but I think they reframed it. I feel like that his thing is not that, but it's that he can't trust himself. He's afraid of being in command because he has seen this situation in the future. And so it will affect all of his decisions and therefore he might be putting the ship. I mean, that, 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 that exchange between Spock and Pike felt the most natural to the character. Or yeah. the character that they have been building. I'm not saying yeah. the character of Christopher Pike, the original character of Christopher Pike, because the original character of Christopher Pike appeared in an episode and a half. So, like, we don't know much about him. So, like, they can do whatever they want mostly with this guy, which is great and fine. But uh, the idea of, like, putting this on him kind of takes away what I loved about him in Discovery. That he was unfettered? Yeah, unfettered, sort of with it, and like so Star Trek y, so Starfleety. 
I guess I, I hear what you're saying. And I like that. I think that. that's valid. But this I think is that, fine. I mean, I almost feel like this is like, based on that, like what we've seen in New Trek, that this is the thing they're choosing is so restrained compared to what, yeah. <laughs> what we could now. Granted, they might be, who knows where they're going to go by episode, you know, four. But um, although it fe- does feel like it is, it is already. Um, non-serialized sort of storytelling in that they kind of have him come to a little bit of closure by the end of this episode, even Which on that. I was very surprised and happy about. But the thing I was going to say is that minimally, whereas the best of New Trek, they they will deal with stuff and are like, oh, that moved me, or that was interesting, or that was a thing about, you know, Saru, you know, dealing with the stuff on his on his planet and it makes sense why the worst of it is we're just ginning up this thing in this episode that these two characters really care about each other even though you've never seen it before and now something terrible is going to happen and one of them is going to be a bunch of long speeches so that's what the worst of it is this at least was like a grounded thing that they spent time setting up that we know about Pike's you know history and his canon and they organically have gotten there, you know. It's not. Yeah, it's not I mean, like, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is like the. the you just trope, don't want it in the character. Yeah, the trope of yeah. my protagonist has to have some dark bullshit going on. Yeah, I'm like over it. I feel like you. I feel like that might be where they're gonna go. But I like my knows? cowboys in their white hats. You know. <laughs> And on, but not on horses. You want them in Manhattan apartments. Well, I mean, <laughs> wouldn't it be fucking awesome if he rode a steel horse? And he fucking had like a Triumph, a 1979 Triumph. And he sang a Bon Jovi song about riding a steel horse. <laughs> <laughs> he just whistled it like that was his favorite song. See, that I could see. I could see Pike being into Bon Jovi. <laughs> like, I don't understand this scene. Like why he was riding out so to a to a to a wind turbine? <laughs> I guess so. Is he going to it fix a wind? It seems like they would be beyond wind turbines at this point for electricity. And and no, this is kept this is Admiral Robert April. This is Robert Admiral April. Uh, that's what they say. So he was in command of the Enterprise first. Isn't oh, that fun? cool! That's great. I like that they even also it's well written in the, how they lay in the information that he was his second in command. It's that Pike was his second in command. I love it. All due respect, Admiral. What the hell do you want? I have a first contact scenario that may have gone bad. Sorry to hear that. It's not my problem. The officer in command is someone I trust. You're not hearing me, Bob. We both agreed that I'd have until Enterprise left space dock before deciding. But then we lost contact with her ship. I am not sure what this has to do. With Here's her last transmission. We haven't heard from her since. First contact is just a dream. Until one day, it isn't. I suspect a new world will be joining Federation soon. Your first officer doesn't do downtime. <laughs> just imagining if they, they really embraced the tech of the 1960s, the original series. Yeah. And, and he saw this and he was like blown away by the technology. What? Oh, I can see a face. Whoa, <laughs> How are you, how Jesus. Are you doing this? <laughs> it's a view screen in my hand. How is it? How is it? What's it even connected to? Is this? Is this? Is this Romulan technology, Admiral? What how is, is it so small? <laughs> um, I, uh, 
uh, just before I forget, in the opening, where you hear uh, number one saying, uh, you know, doing the opening mm-hmm. sort of voiceover and everything, I love that. I love the images. I love that it sort of sets us in a thing that's like, oh, this feels like past Earth. What are they doing? Oh, yeah. Um, and that uh, hallway. And the, and, and, yeah, yeah, the hallway, the lights and everything. It's like, oh, that's so cool because it's like, you know it's not Trek just based on the on the siren lights. Um, and then the reveal that it's a first contact situation. Fantastic opening. Love it. Yes. I was weirded out by the one nacelle ship. <laughs> that was weird, right? They're always supposed to be in Why pairs. is that the Archer? Why does Archer get screwed with a one nacelle ship? Right out of space dock. She's still on scheduled maintenance. She can skip the redundant systems checks. I want her crewed up and ready to fly by 1800. Canadian actors. Send someone Canadian else. Actors. You don't want me in command of that ship. You're getting us confused. You don't want you in command. What the hell happened out there, Chris? It's classified. Classified. Look, I'm sympathetic to whatever's going on with you. But I want you to find out what happened to Una. You can quit when you get home, but right now, I need you back on that horse, Captain. That's an order. Metaphorically, I don't mean this horse. Unless that's a space horse? Is that a space horse? <laughs> if that's a space horse, you can ride that to space. I was so... Uh, you know, I I enjoy the show, and I enjoyed the show. I thought the opening credits were not good. Like I thought the, uh, the music I, I thought was like, what is this dude, music? I have a whole. I am a hundred percent on. Uh, agree with you. I'm very confused. I like that they do the little sting of the old theme. I love that. Yeah, and I. I don't. I. It's very strange to me. I feel like New Trek has a real weird blind spot for the thing that they should be the best at, which is the titles are basically just marketing. <laughs> it's basically just hey, let's just create a thing we're going to repeat every week that will get everybody excited, and they're always weirdly like soft and not heroic and kind of too chill and. I just don't get it. Like, it's, that should be the slam dunk. That should be the easiest part. I uh, I agree. But, like, also, like, the, this, this, yeah, the score, I thought, was like, really? Is this what you're going with? This is what I'm saying. It's not orchestral and, like. That's exactly it. It needs 100%. to say. It, it should sound like a march, almost. Agreed. Or, or what do they call it? Fanfare, actually, is what they call it. That's what it's Fanfare. Like. like the original, like TNG, like yeah. the Alexander Courage. Not the Alexander Courage one. Chris Mont. Jerry Goldsmith one. Well said. Thank you. Perhaps simply asking a question rather than prefacing it with a declaration that a question is coming would be more efficient. One would think. So? You asked me here to this spot on the anniversary of our first courtship event. You are wearing ritual mating colors. So I am. And yet the entire meal has passed without you. Queering? Yes, queering. Ritual mating colors uh, are bland. That's patently untrue. (laughs) I've asked you many questions about your family. Makes sense. Really makes, you know, a lot of sense because these Vulcans. Sure. I appreciate how muted your outfit is. As, As I yours. Um... I love this. Did we know this? 
This is a great yeah, subtle thing that the woman proposes to the man in the Vulcan world, or is that just what they're doing? I don't know. I don't it care. feels like it's implying that that's just a standard thing, which I really love. I feel like, I don't know, didn't Jolene Blaylock's character cover that at some point? Probably. I'm going to have to ask you two to do that somewhere else. <laughs> Please. This. What an excellent idea. Good performance by the lady. I don't know. I think they should have got Padma Lakshmi. <laughs> what an excellent idea. Will you marry me? Spock, will you marry me? Padma Lakshmi enterprise. Water. There's nothing out there better than what's here on Vulcan. Mm, that was pretty close. <laughs> Perhaps you need to show me. This is the same TOS lady that uh, has the classic, you know, Spock fighting Kirk kind of thing. Right? This is, this is T'Pol? No, no, not T'Pol. T'Pring is her name, I think. This but, is T'Pring? Yes. That's fun. Is that who that one is? I don't think so. But if you're I saying it, it must be true. You're the... I don't know. I didn't you're the official expert on to Star me. Trek now. Matrimony and duty. You and your Tin Man references. <laughs> oh my goodness. The two will complement each other. I remain skeptical. Watch him dock this thing. Best part of the show. <laughs> How would you sell this if you were in the genius bar, Mac? <laughs> Spot. Naked. No, Captain. Yes. No, Chris, yes. he's not. This is T'Pring is the to lady be. from Amok Time, which it's I love. Sorry. This is T'Pring? Yeah. I didn't know that. Isn't that fun? Yeah. I, I just was like, generic Vulcan lady. Great. Let me just let me just ask you this, though. Um, well, it makes sense. Also, fucking all of our bitching and moaning, a perfect... Like, you're like, they're together. It seems like they're great. They got chemistry. They're enjoying each other. Even Spock is into it. It's like, well, how do they end up where they end up? They end up, they just even suggested at the end of the fucking She looks a lot like T'Pring. She looks a lot like the original actress. Yeah. Um, At the end of the episode, or, you know, whatever, at the end of this um, exchange, it's already, you can already see he's going to be off in space. She's going to be annoyed. And also, it's a great characterization of a lady that ends up the T'Pring in a mock time because she's like a real a real sourpuss. And this one is like, you know, flirty and and friendly. And like she's like, this is the guy I want. I like him. I'm going to work this out. But you can see she's got a little steel under that that's like, I'm not going to let you mess with me. If you don't give me what I want, then you're going to be in trouble. It's great. Uh, nice that she's on a first name basis with Pike. Yeah. Here's my only question. How do you feel about the characterization of their flirtiness and sort of sexuality? 
Uh, I was watching this episode and I dreaded you asking me these questions. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Because I was like, he's going to want to dig into it and I don't care. <laughs> I, I swear to God, Andy, I love you dearly, but I don't give a shit. <laughs> About how what they're is, How is this? You will fucking talk about the the serial numbers on ships until the end of time. Again, and the characterization like, of the species doesn't matter to you. It doesn't. Isn't that like crazy, different nerdery kind of thing? Like I, that's I'm nerdy about fake tech, not fake courtships. I think uh, I'm comfortable with the characterizations of our different uh, our different personality based on that distinction. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying it is like a. You're. You're. I'm not saying you're a weirdo for wanting to talk about it at all. I'm not saying that. All right. I'm just saying like. I'm just saying like I was dreading it because I like saw. I was like I was. That's also why I skipped past shirtless lady in the bed. Uh huh. And I was kind of gonna want to skip over this scene, just so I didn't have to address any of the questions you might have that I don't have answers for. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just. That's all. Yeah, but anyway, Andy, dig, go. I don't. I don't. I really spend have... a lot of time on bullshit like serial numbers. So go ahead. What do you got? You got the Ponfar aspect of it. it. How does that play in here? Well, they mate every. They're dri- driven to mate every seven years. Correct. That's Ponfar. But they can mate whenever they want. Any I don't know. Idea? Well, those are the questions I have. So I guess sound off in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> And you and I can talk about. I believe. It. I believe. Crew member. I believe so. I believe so. I guess the real thing, even beyond the Pon Far issue, is just: is it? Look, you guys know me. He's going to be his girlfriend. Like, I'm excited that there's any kind of. Like, Ooh, there's going to be some kind of flirtation, and there's some some kind of stuff going on. But there is a part of me that's like, even if this is an earlier Spock. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't have his emotions as locked down? Is this a standard thing on Vulcan? Is my real question. Like, is this kind of like flirtation beneath the logic, the way that it plays out, if or is I, this uh, reinvention by I strange think new if, worlds? If I had to like extrapolate from Vulcan culture, yeah, I would say it was illogical to repress your sexual needs. Oh, I love it. So they're logically having sex because they... Ha- but yeah. I do wonder how that plays in with Bonfar. Right. But I like that. Well, they're only the they're only biologically driven to do it every seven years. Like, they have to do it. for That's for right. you know, evolution, special procreation or propagation of the species. I wonder if some of them are... Uh, I wonder if they, they make fun of the people who are like... the. Uh, it's like, this guy waits for Bonfar. Check out this. No, he's a he's a classic buttoned up, waiting for pond far kind of Vulcan. You don't want to hang out with that guy. That guy's not fun, dude. They're high fiving <laughs> each other right now over Saurian brandy, <laughs> laughing at the other guy. Uh, side note, uh, it's real fan service, but I I never get tired of like, hey, let's see some Vulcan. Let's see some of the planet with new effects. Well, this is new. <laughs> this over here is new. Do you see this? This looks like snow. Oh, is that what that is? Which I don't, he's, he's I don't looking think behind the behind Spock sculpted back into the. As far as I knew, I, there was no snow on Vulcan anywhere. But yeah. I suppose it must have poles, so maybe. I mean, they how would they ski otherwise? They take trips to the ski planet. I see. Is everything all right, Captain? 
We're going back out. Number one's gone missing, Spock. I enjoy your beard, Captain. April's sending us to find her. I will meet you on board, Captain. To bring Is it fake? Did you just put on a fake Hi, beard, Spock Captain? <laughs> Captain, your it's beard illogical. looks... That should have been a query. False. <laughs> Whether or not I would understand. I am sorry. Don't make a habit of it. I won't chase you across the galaxy just to get married. There is no need to chase what we already have to bring. Also, great fucking characterization for Spock in this situation, which is going to be fucking tricky. Him in a romantic situation? And it's like, that's perfect. He's kind of being romantic and saying, no, we already have a thing. But he's saying it in a fully like logical kind of like, well, you can't refute the thing. It's really impressive. Love the shot of the. Is this the Stamets they were saying? <laughs> this shuttle? I think they say that. It said Stamets, yeah. And I was like, what? Is the shuttle called the Stamets? I mean, if they say it verbally yeah. at some point. It's right here. Enterprise, this is Shuttle Stamets, incoming to transport Yeah, Shuttle Stamets. Stamets cleared to transport. Which is like, did they name a shuttle after him? Uh, and all his classified work? That would be weird. So, what's your <laughs> Or is sense? it named after the Earth mycelial biologist, the original Paul Stamets? Right. <laughs> it feels like they must be naming it after Disco's Stamets. I don't Not. Think- I don't think they would if they're trying to keep everything a secret. Why why draw more attention to it? <laughs> well, I wonder if the isn't the cover story that they all died or is that not established? I don't know. Because that was the other thing I was a little bit confused about is Spock going like, you know, that he feels the loss of his sister and I was like, "Well, are you saying I don't know, we'll get to it." What do you think of the space dock? Uh, it looked like space dock. I did think this was like, as much as I enjoy seeing the ship and, and everything like that, I did think it was very funny that they were like, let's not show the shuttle bay yet because the scale of the ship doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so let's have him beam out of the shuttle. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Mr. Spock? Systems are all nominal, but as you know, no simulations were run. Thank you, Chief Kyle. The main AI has been upgraded. Personal rotation was in process. A few officers will have to bill it after the mission. That includes the chief engineer and Lieutenant Kirk, whom I know you requested. <gasps> a million years ago. Three months, ten days, four hours, five minutes, actually. I asked how you were, Spock. How do we feel? about Pike's sideburns. I like him. I think they're a little much. His and Spock's are very accentuated. Spock's is fine. You know, they all, but they all usually went with a point. You know, just down to a point. 
and they usually stop right below the ear hole. His are uh-huh. just going down past the lobe, Andy. It's out of control. I don't even know if that's regulation. <laughs> I am well, Captain. Although I confess, each time I return to space, the weight I carry over the loss of my sister feels heavier. Sorry. I miss her, too. Rich. Okay. Nuke that. Medical. Oh, I miss her more, Spock. Bridge. <laughs> so is it? I don't know. I guess you can argue this either way. They patched up their stuff. He was always he always cared about her, and he just distanced yes. himself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. To me, it feels like you just recently kind of reconnected with her. Yeah. Well, wouldn't you miss someone if you recently connected with them and then they disappeared? I guess feels a little. Okay. A little bit like a stretch what to me. Um, well, I just assumed that. Can't you fall in love quickly, Andy? Sure. In, in his absence. Forgive me, Captain. And I can destroy can it just as quickly. Mission as chief science officer. Oh, no, I, I understand, Spock. I just, uh, I just didn't think about having a new number one. Captain on the bridge. Captain Pike. Lieutenant La'an Noonien Singh, Chief of Security. I've been assigned as acting first officer. Welcome aboard, number one. You've got some pretty big boots to fill. I'm aware. This, okay. this, this, the bridge of the ship does feel like they accidentally ended up on the lady ship. <laughs> and like, oh, it's all women. The entire crew, women. the entire yeah, crew well. is women. And I think it's hilarious because we just show Pike as a little bit of a ladies man. <laughs> and he's just put ladies on his ship. <laughs> it's very, very Kirky of him. I'm into it. <laughs> that's not what he's doing. Oh, I think that's Pike what he's can doing, divide the. Friend. He has boundaries. He he knows he can put no, no, things no. compartmentalized. I, I don't yeah. think he. Does. I think he's just he's just rocketing everyone he respects, up. To, here's his what he's number doing. one is a woman. He respects women. He's and rocketing. Then he also, he's uh, rocketing everyone up the promotion chain. He promotes everyone very quickly, <laughs> and once they're captain. Then he's in. <laughs> welcome back and welcome aboard, everyone. Ready, Lieutenant Ortegas? You bet. Courser Kylie two seven nine plotted and laid in, Captain. Ops, how are we doing, Lieutenant Ortegas? Do you anything? Do you do anything but smirk? Weirdly, <laughs> no, no. That's what I do, Captain. Okay, understood. Part of my skill set. Can you also uh, fly the ship? I guess. Lieutenant? Lights are green across the board. She feels ready to me, Captain. Communications. Ah, yes. The prodigy. Cadet Uhura on communications rotation. Very happy to have you aboard. Thank you, sir. Glad to be here. What? She is so familiar. What is... I don't even... What is her name? What is this actress's name? Let's find out. I don't know how to find it. I guess I would type I mean, in strange new worlds. It's on memory alpha, but it, memory alpha is not complete yet. Uh, Celia Rose Gooding. What, what, did I, what do I know her from? She's an American actress and singer. Is she? Was she yeah. in ja- Was she in Jagged Little Pill on Broadway? <laughs> oh, maybe. <laughs> um, Broadway. Broadway Who Done It Escape from Camp Erie. Yes, she, she was, was a jagged little pill. That's where I York's... know her from. Oh, that's funny. I know She's her. A New York City girl. I saw her on Broadway. I wonder she if was... I grew up with her. She was great. Her 
40 years after me. <laughs> well, Andy, she's 22. So how old were you? <laughs> I wonder if uh, she's my daughter. <laughs> okay, Ortega, so let's take her out. Uh, how did you feel about her? I didn't care. I was fine with it. She's a cadet at all tracks, you know. She'll make. I like that she's a prodigy. Day. I like that. Well, she always was a linguistics expert, except for that time in Star Trek Six where she had to pile through all those books to learn Klingon. <laughs> that was the dumbest thing they ever did with that character. <laughs> Let's take the one thing she's good at. Make it not that You're good. a five by five for warp. <laughs> I'm going to look like that. I'm not going to be beautiful. Oh, no. <laughs> what if What if he looked at it and... Uh, what if he looked at it and then suddenly he was looking at it and a beard appeared on it and then he was ease? <laughs> it's just the beard. That's the main thing <laughs> it's I like, miss. Oh, good. I can grow a beard still. Everything's going to be fine. <laughs> Everything's going to be just fine. Uh, yes. Okay. How do you feel about the ears joke? I guess it. I it think fits. That's, your, that's your classic. Uh, Andy would say he's heard that. <laughs> in a in a negative way. What do you mean? In a negative way. You'd be like, why 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 point this out? This is definitely something he's heard. That's basically. I mean, and basically, yes, that's exactly what my issue is. The the way where I sort of counter argued it to myself because because <laughs> it would have been just like, come on, what what are you what are we doing here? He's he's heard this again and again and again. However. McCoy obviously never stopped taking shots at his ears. So it's like, all right, I guess in this period, it's still just like, eh, it's this fun we have with the Vulcans. It's all okay. <laughs> so, Well, it is funny when he says, eh, Vulcans invented first contact. <laughs> right. Pike's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I dig that. Right, Maintain course and speed. I love that it's a first contact plot. That's fantastic. Look at this. Look at these quarters. This is like a quarter of the ship, this thing. He's got a he's got a fucking fireplace that doesn't detect on the fire suppression system. Oh my god. It's insane. You're overstop. Overstop. Uh, I would love to cut to everybody else's quarters and they're all in like bunk beds. Like <laughs> crammed in. Are you yourself, sir? Well, I'm very much myself. That's the problem. Too handsome. It was not lost on me that when you went down to the Klingon moon of Boreth, you returned a changed man. Boreth is notable for two things a monastery and a rare ore that can cause well the consciousness displacement. You both see the, of which the fire are the, the power of transformation. It wasn't the monastery. No. I assumed as much. You saw the future. I saw my own death, Spock. At least the death of the man I am now. I know exactly how and when my life ends. And I didn't just see it, I felt it every agonizing second. So here's where your point is so you'll be valid. Ready to do it I mean, again. <laughs> your point is valid anyway, but the but like where it's really underlined is they're trying to sort of play a little fast and loose and say, I saw my own death, at least the death of the the man I am now, and it's like, but it's not your death. Yeah. You're alive. <laughs> yeah. 
And then you end up like on a really cool planet where you get to take this form again and uh, you get your lady. Yeah. (laughs) So you didn't really see anything, dipshit. The original lady or Melissa George, either either one. Those humans. We like to think that right until the very last instant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, death is surprising, but it's not. And if I know how I'm going to die, will that affect how I command things? Great. It's dead quiet. I mean, I think it's going to mess you up. It's as as. Oh, of course it will. Of course it will. As new Trek, yeah, motivations go. This one is believable to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I was hoping. For less you attached. just want it unfettered. I guess. Yeah, yeah, you want yeah, your cowboy. Yeah. You want your white hat. Yeah. On screen. All systems show in the green. It ships perfectly in Captain's chair. None. But neither am I detecting any bodies. The ship is empty. Where's her crew? Fascinating. I'm all ears. Figure of speech. I am remotely accessing the ship's manifest. Archer carried only Una and two astrophysicists. If she went to the surface, she'd have headed for the warp signature. Can you locate us, Bach? I have it, sir. Although... Not really in the mood for an all-out right now. I'm having trouble locking on. Its location may be shielded. This warp signature's also got a pretty weird signal variance. I'm gonna smirk about it, you know? Anyway. (laughs) Recommend deflector shields to full. Any obviously defensive posture is in direct violation of first contact protocols. No health from the surface or subspace chatter. No interplanetary traffic. Not a cord killed my family. These people aren't showing any signs of. Local also, space I'm Khan or something. <laughs> so I got a lot. I got a lot of defensiveness. Do you know Adam Sung? <laughs> the anomaly is a red flag. Captain, there is not sufficient. Activate deflector shields. I. I, I, I like this, this sequence. Oh my god. We like the same thing at the same time. Pew pew. Pew pew. Shadow missile torpedo. Um, yeah, I love I love that they debate it. I love that uh, this is the kind of thing I like about Pike that he's sort of reasoned. What is a warp he makes bomb? The, Can makes someone tell decision. me what a warp bomb is? It's a a bomb that explodes at warp speed. It's That's so obvious. The dumbest thing I've ever heard. I have no idea what it is. What is it? I don't know. Let's look I mean, up. is it a matter antimatter? Like, is it an antimatter warhead? Like a like a photon torpedo-y kind of thing, or does it like warp? Is it is it like? Um, Assume if it's a bomb, it's not a missile, so it's not about moving at warp speed. Although right, it's a great idea for a thing. Well, I mean, look, we all know that uh, Admiral Holdo did it the best. <laughs> Uh, good old Holdo. Warp Society. How is that possible? As you know, the Vulcans invented first contact. As they never fail to remind us. The world's in this sector with warp. All have or are in process of being inducted into the Federation. We are free to travel to any of them. General Order 1 does not apply. Not on one of these worlds. In fact, not once in the entire history of first contact has warp and first developed as anything but a drive. Put another way. The nuclear bomb could have been invented before particle physics. It simply never has been. Would number one have known that the warp signature was that of a weapon? Possibly not. Our scanners were just updated in space dock. If those missiles are the best they've got, let's beam down, find our people, and bring them home. We have to consider the possibility that this technology isn't native. However they got it. If they found it in a crashed alien spacecraft, if it was placed in their hands... General Order 1 applies. We cannot interfere with their natural development. 
We cannot show ourselves but to if risk. They've already seen us. We cannot risk the possibility. Well, so we just leave our people there? Hardly. I wanted to hate this nurse chapel, but I didn't. I didn't either. And I, and I, I guess that's really the actress's fault. <laughs> Why did you like her? Like she started, I was like, "Oh God, this is gonna be horribly annoying." And then as yeah. the performance went on, I was like, "Oh, it's not that annoying." She's—I don't know what she's doing, but it's working. I mean, it's... also, also, I—I I, I gotta go to the costuming department and like slap people. Why? Because they're so bad at making uniforms <laughs> that look good on people. <laughs> Like, the nurse's uniform looks ridiculous. I can't. It would pull it on, on the, their back, and it would, like, oh, my God. I can't imagine Put it on screen. I, whoa, whoa, whoa. What am I? Fucking put it. Put it on screen. Oh, my God. Put, it on, put them on screen. <laughs> well, just, I don't But we'll need to make a I few alterations. I don't mind it. It's like a it. way of it have being, have being sexy, but not being objectifying. Change, so. Yeah, but, like, I mean, why is it a one-piece? I don't give her, know. That's give her a jacket because they're in space. <laughs> it's the future. <laughs> it's yeah, all but, one piece. Yeah, but nobody else has a one piece. <laughs> She's a doctor person. Yeah, the but, equivalent to yeah, a robe the actual, in TNG. The actual doctor, yeah, doesn't. But she's a nurse. By the way, <laughs> but he, but but Pike calls her doctor. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. That he does call her doctor. That was very odd to me. It's fine. I don't. It really is fine. I do. I would. I do like. I don't like these. I've been on record. I don't like these redesign uniforms that much. I think they're a little. I don't think they're the best uniforms. I think they're, they're a little weirdly boxy. Like hard angles that didn't need to be there, etc. Yeah. Uh, but I do like that. It appears as though the cap, the uh, doctor, uh, the doctor's scrubs have a flap that we can open up, which I like. Oh yeah, yeah, it's true. Well, you always like that your favorite uniform is the oh, I love track, a flap. track two ones. I like them. a flap. Just try not to get an x-ray. Change how exactly? Nurse Chapel is part of Starfleet's initiative to better observe alien cultures without contamination. You make disguises. And you pass a rocket ship. Yes. You know, we're going all simplistic here. Okay. I make minor alterations to your genetic code. Started hating the character. And induced And then I think when she was running after the other idiot. Short-term changes yeah. to your biology. I stopped hating the character. Because she was doing her job. Senator first. Do your job. Well, it's also like, it just is weird to me. Again, this is just a plot necessity. Yeah. Because they needed a plot for this episode. Um, But that's another thing that was very smart, is that the plot they chose was very simple like like you're right it's barely there they go first contact it goes wrong and then he gives a speech and he resolves it all but that's no, but it's what always, you want in a pilot it's always been cosmetic surgery it's never been a genetic manipulation oh I see so they had to invent this thing just to make Spock's ears work when they could have just made the aliens less alien like and his hat fell off <laughs> You know what I mean? Interesting. I mean, there's not an explanation here. Let's hear it. She explains what's happening, which is I understand, but she doesn't say something about the planet that is like, well, this planet has... No. No, not at all. Your body is going to undergo compressed, jury-rigged metamorphosis. It's 
painful. Damn the ramparts, Doctor. It means go ahead. That's a cool I prop, the hypo spray. You, but I like it. Are more complex and your half human genome. I'll tell you what I don't like about it. What? It has a tiny Starfleet logo on the top. I'm like, come on, we're not going to really put our logo on everything, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> is this a Starfleet hypo spray? Might not last. It has a Delta. <laughs> it's rank is lieutenant. Just a gene therapy. <laughs> Maybe I wasn't clear about the. The terrible pain part. Maybe I wasn't clear when I said no. This part of this character is like, so, oh my god. I have a fresh find it? Um, I think I am. Are you giving I am, me? I am tortured. I'm tortured. I'm tortured. So I must feel the pain. I it's like it. It's like, okay. Direct it's, order they're establishing it quickly, and procedure, she's not being hand about it. She's just saying, I'll take it. And I, I don't want to hear this. It'll be interesting to see how they handle her versus they're surviving. Una, because... Oh, I thought they were going to say her versus Khan in some sort of death match. Well, for, for sure, there's going to be something. But, if they uh, fight each other, it'll be great. But uh, the, just because they're both sort of different variations of kind of, you know, button-down and deadpan-y kind of. And then you got Spock. So I love this. I love this. It's all a bunch of people just doing their jobs. It's all a bunch of deadpan? It's all a bunch of people with defined jobs. That's what makes Star Trek great. And defined understated. jobs. <laughs> then there's living. It's your choice. I don't know what that means. It's like my great uncle said, get busy living or get busy dying. <laughs> Hang in there, sister. I'm not your sister. Or am I your sister? Could be, you know? I would have said knock me out. Could I go to sleep for this? <laughs> Local clothing patterns have been downloaded into the buffer as well as universe. I liked that. I liked that hand wave explanation of the clothing being put in the buffer. Yeah. And the universal tra universal translators going in your head and have a great time. Universal yeah. translators and tricorders confirming no weapons? Confirmed. Sitting it down. Like, that makes a lot of sense. That, like, this is an extrapolation of transporter technology that is more advanced than it was in TNG, but I don't mind it. Uh -huh. Where he can outfit the away team with whatever from the transporter buffer. Right. That makes so much sense. That's a nice it extrapolation of Star Trek technology. And, yeah. you know, it doesn't. It's anachronistic to what we see later, but like I like the idea that he's like, "What do you got? You got each, everybody wants a tricorder, okay?" And then like you hit a button, and then they'll have them when they get down there. It's great. Yep. Somewhere with no foot traffic. Just don't lose my socks, Mister Cow. Energy. Say Pike lo looks the worst as this alien species. The other two look great. This I hated this shot, the spinny shot around the transporter. Why? Like, cause you're like, what are you doing with this? You're trying to wow me on a transporter? I've seen it. It's been on television since 1966. <laughs> I'm like, but I don't need, I don't need this. Ooh, have you seen a transporter before? Yes. <laughs> Come on, it's a little bit. It's a little bit of like showing the Enterprise at the top. It's like, ah, here we go, guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know the thing. You know what's happening. Wait you a know second. What's up. Wait a second. They were there when we turned when we started this journey with the camera, and now they're gone. This does not make no sense. Captain, where are my pants? <laughs> when in Rome, Mr. Spot. Don't worry. It's not a dignity issue. For the record, this was not my choice. Protests carried on through the night and into the morning at federal sites around our nation. Um, society's at a flashpoint, you know, critical situation. Uh, she makes him neck pinch people. We complete our mission. They experience no pain. Well, I guess they, they just started working together. But it seems odd that, well, all right, all right. It's a young Spock. Maybe he doesn't use it in these kind of battle situations. Seems like it would be the first battle. What are you about. talking about? This when is not she a says battle? pinch him. When she, she was, says pinch them. Well, she doesn't. He doesn't know if her their nervous system's going to take it. That's true. Which he says. Which I he liked that he said it. it. Yeah, he did. He did. He explained it. Yeah, but- this this them waking up and this guy running. I thought was a sufficiently energetic and comedic scene. It's great. I loved it. I should hate it. Let's see how this but I liked it. What I is, what is their plan? Oh, I guess they. it doesn't matter at the end because they tell them. Yeah. Tell them all the shit. Right now? The simulation I'm running shows that Spock's genetic coding is beginning to deteriorate. I mean, this, is, I what they, this is why they did this. They needed this to happen. Like, they needed kind a of reason a, for Spock's. It's kind of a Wilma Deering and Buck Rogers sort of an outfit. This Nurse Chapel outfit. I've never liked onesies. I can never <laughs> forgive them for the death of my son. <laughs> Seems like one of those things is much bigger than the Size other. Size a booster <laughs> actual Kylie DNA. He may not pass I've never trusted skin. onesies, and I never you will. You need one with compatible <laughs> surface versions for Mr. Spock's low-cut blood. I mean, since, like, it's funny to me that they did them. They did them in the motion picture, right? Yeah. And the actors hated them, and they realized that they were a bad idea. So they redesigned the uniforms for Wrath of Khan. Yeah. But then when they were doing the uniforms for Next Generation, they were like, let's go back to the onesie. (laughs) And we had two seasons of them in the terrible onesies. Get past security. This one's not going to work. This is the same thing I said. It's because it's always like, but what's more (gasps) futury? A onesie. (laughs) What's more more futury than what we've even seen? I, I do like that they're like, the thing comes up and she actually says it looks like we got lucky because yeah. that was very lucky <laughs> like we got lucky where am i which i know is no way to write a plot <laughs> at least they had the the one yeah. that doesn't work yes. and then the one that works yeah and then they have the scene good performance <laughs> good specific <laughs> acting by the side character good job pal always give me the fun job well you're my favorite he's great <laughs> you're my favorite is he saying he's in love with her Ortegas. What is wrong is that what's happening with you? There? No, Andy. I don't. I don't think so. Says you're but my favorite. Look, you're the one that's setting up Pike. This is a bunch of crap. You're the one that's saying Pike has has put every woman on that ship so that he could date her. No, he needs date to them. promote them first so that they're equals. Uh huh. He has to promote each one to captain that eventually. Is no different than what I'm saying. I disagree. Do you see uh, that Ortega is uh, smirking? She's not smirking in this still you have I here. Stand by. Don't let them enter that building. And we got a Delta Scorpion. She's not smirking at all. <sighs> Always when I'm in the captain's chair. That's quite a performance of you back there, by the way. Pretty posture. 
Useful for tricking predators into thinking you're helpless. Captain, you can't go in. What? Why? why? Chapel needs to beam down a booster for Spock. Give us a minute. Hey, keep it moving. We don't have a minute. Kyle, can you pinpoint a location and beam down and apply an eye south? Uh, are you kidding? No. This is Trans- insane, by the way, that this guy, Transporter Chief Kyle, is. I mean, I hate to say it, but he might be better than Chief O'Brien. <laughs> That's what they're establishing. They want he, you to be invested in all the characters immediately. He, he beamed something into Spock's eyeball. Don't do that. It's crazy. Chief, it's fucking it's crazy. Find a way to make them do that. Whoa, 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 no, no, wait, 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 wait. Where the hell am I? I know you're scared. It's it's not what you think. What is this? Maybe it is a little bit. Come on. <laughs> nice little scene with Uhura on the turbo lift. We're headed to Think the bridge. About all the space the that that turbo lift is flying through. Is. And isn't it ironic? The tag ball on your planet. <laughs> the back tack makes all the decisions. You know tag ball? <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's also a good establishing of uh, this is what she does well. She knows everything about everything. Who's the scientist? Headed for the bridge. Can we fire up the emergency medical transporter? Energize. <laughs> I love that he just doesn't question it. He just does it. I really do. Why not? Like Why would he question I love it? it? She's no, in a rush. I like it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's great. Yeah. The match game was cone rockets versus boom shield. Yes, I was there. Gotcha. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome to Enterprise. Smirking. Uhura. Chapel. Yeah, she was working there. That's fair. Captain, my genetic alterations may continue to wear off. Gotta this way. The walls here are embedded with some kind of highly dense radiation plating. That's why our sense lead. It's called lead. What? <laughs> Only something as powerful as a warp signature would even have a chance of getting out. But now we're inside. I can track her biosigns. She's alive, Captain. And she's here. Where? Down. Way down. I mean, the extrapolation that, like, this society could see a bunch of warp-capable ships yeah. and replicate the technology within a year is a little cuckoo. But I'm letting it pass. Now, I hear what you're saying. Um, also, it seems like they're just saying by seeing it? Yes. It's, Which is crazy. It's a little bit. Remarkable. It's a little bit of a strategy. The recoding seems to have stabilized for now. Is this well, look, one? We don't know who the Zephram Cochran on this planet is. Maybe he's even smarter than Zephram Cochran. Captain? It's quite a look. Really? How about thank you for saving me? Somehow. I guess they I didn't have their. Can you move? Their. Weapons? Hey, first contact. I can beam down with weapons. Right. So they just took the... Oh, oh, that's how they got all the technology. Oh, no. <laughs> what, oh, did they get the technology maybe from a tricorder they brought or something? No, 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 because they only went there because of the warp signature. Oh, right. It's explained later that it was because they saw Discovery and Enterprise and all those ships. Right, right, right. So then I want to know how... Number one was 
captured. Feels like she'd be enough of a badass that she would have found a way out of this. But maybe she allowed herself to be. Or she showed up and the other people had guns. Yeah. And I shot her like. crew member. <laughs> yeah. Which is what happened. She found I know, but I feel like they they would she would have found a way out of it. Being brave. She did. Wait for Pike. That's not a way out. That's I just a She's Captain, like, I knew you'd come. And I should have said something. I later. Spock, the shielding is jointed. We use a spoon. We may be able to route a transport signal through the gaps. Yes, if we were closer to the surface. Number one. Yes, yes Captain. Uh, the original. Can you walk? It is fortunate. Look, they gave her a little boot too. Can you not jinx it? It is illogical to believe. Captain, the pain, it is unbearable. Spock? It's a very loud scream. Yeah. That's better. Like that. Well, she didn't have, you know, a genetically engineered super freak with him. He's saying, uh, who stabbed her in the neck? Yes. Khan's daughter, granddaughter, <laughs> sister, <laughs> wife, who knows? Khan's friend. Wow. Unnecessary addition to the show. Khan's like, fan. give Why her a different name. Give her a different man. name. Whatever. I don't need They're her to be a Khan. It's all fan service. I'd I don't like, need no her issue. to be a Khan. I don't need Kirk's brother to show up at the end. It's like, that is a that is just get choice. on with it, people. <laughs> Here, these people are not ready for first contact. She's not cleared for this. I don't give a damn. How the hell did they get warned? We gave it to them, Captain. We're less than one light year out from zero point. Zero point. Where we and the crew of Discovery opened up a wormhole to the future. Between Kelpian and Klingon ships, there must have been a hundred warp signs. We lit up the sky. There are various telescopes which are just good enough to see us. They collected enough data to reverse engineer a matter-antimatter reactor. Captain, I have Enterprise. They weren't <laughs> ready for warp, not by a long shot. And now they're using our tech to build a weapon. Never consider. Chris, no one could have. We were fighting for the very lives that are in jeopardy now. Pattern boosters are working. We can't make them care about the stars. That's not our job. Transporter control is locking up. They just wanted to crush their enemy. And we gave them the means. I liked this elevator scene because Spock's like uh, doing his thing. Right. They're doing their thing. Right. I mean, she, <laughs> Pike doesn't really care about classified information. <laughs> it's like, whatever. Found our sleeping friends. Captain, we are ready to beam up. My face, my beautiful face. Where's the beard? Where's my beard? Captain. I always thought I'd have appeared in the future. If we leave now, every death that follows is on our hands. We cannot further influence the destiny of this world. Meant to or not, Spock, we already have. Our only option now is to influence it well. Chris, General Order 1 clearly states we cannot... Screw inter- General Order 1. You don't know the speech I'm about to give. <gasps> Spock, you're with me. CP, no! Captain. <laughs> right now. That's an order. Four to beam up, reference. hit the captain and the science officer behind. 
Oh, transporter. Man. I wish they flipped okay. around again. <laughs> World around again every time. Is this wise? Uh, I am clearly alien. That's what I'm counting on. Take me to your leader. <laughs> uh, they set it up with the movie at the beginning. So I was okay with the line, and I liked it. It was dumb. Oh, okay. I couldn't tell. It was waiting to hear the uh, still the laughing at it. That was, Profound apology. That was, uh, I loved it. Uh, still laughing I really enjoyed it. Like, it. You know, it works because he was watching The Day the Earth Stood Still. Also, to be honest with you, it works because fucking Anson Mount Hunter plays it. It's already a, no, it's already I, a crazy line. I think so it's, his, just... it's his new forehead. <laughs> well, the I, new forehead. That sold it. <laughs> Our ingenuity was actually your mistake. No, I'm saying that we should have been more circumspect about exposing our technologies. A tenet of our people is not to influence less developed civilizations. How perfectly noble. The power you're harnessing can bridge the gap between worlds, but its capacity for destruction cannot be underestimated. We have been in conflict with a seditious faction for centuries. This is our opportunity to end that conflict. Through mass murder? Have your people never put down civil unrest? Negotiation. Debate. These are the tools to build a lasting peace. Tell me. High fives. Are there groups who refuse to negotiate with you? (laughs) Pats on the back. Chest bumps. (laughs) Oh, yes. Sharing a meal. Remember when elephants fight, it's the grass that suffers. The Kikuyu people of Kenya, Africa, on Earth, they teach us that lesson every day. You've given me a proverb. What? Who are these people? Which is less useful than a big stick. Whoever has the biggest stick wins. Well, our regulations compel me. Your rules are not my rules, Captain. My job is to ensure our ability to govern future generations. If spilled blood is the price, so be it. Take them. It is a rule if you're not willing to die for it. Or break it. Emergency communication from Captain Pike. Enterprise to lower orbit, full visibility, show them what you got. Captain, wait for it. What I like about uh, this scene, first of all, it's brisk. Mm-hmm. I don't... I think, I think there's a general thing that goes along with the energy of Anson Mount and Pike, which is... Everybody in conversations with him, or in general in the in these shows, are all smart. There's nobody who's sort of left behind, which feels like it happens in other new Trek shows, particularly Picard. But well, um, it always happened on TNG. It was always Riker. Was always oh, didn't know what was going on. <laughs> always asked. Always asked the question of the audience. Well, that's fair. That, that I don't have a problem with if they have to explain stuff to us. But like even with this leader of a pr- more primitive planet is like look i know what you're saying i gotta do this this stuff we have and it's like back and forth and back and forth and her points are like you know obviously we disagree with them but her points are like yes this is what someone who is seeing things in a myopic way would think and that would be their defense and it's like they're playing the characters to the top of their intelligence even the ones that are that are less advanced than our people and and they're not like they're not taking a it's they're moving along like she's not a she's not a, a weird villain she's someone who's misguided it's really well written the whole planet's misguided 
And that's the beauty of it. Just like look, at, look at the specific look acting of the guy next I to know. Pike in that He job. really was wide-eyed. can't believe it. Having a great time. <laughs> Biggest stick wins. In this case, that is me. Chat look a little bit. Maybe it's the clouds. Look a little yeah, bit CG. You're not, you're not used to seeing a Trek ship in atmosphere. Is that know? what my issue is? I think so. <laughs> you know, it's like when Voyager lands. It never looks quite right. Today, in a historic moment, leaders of the governing like that looks legit. Like well, yes, but that's the enterprise, enough for our distance. The that enterprise up count. in the background. I could and do that. Factions. <laughs> wow. Challenge issued. We'll meet Come to discuss the arrival of the aliens. This is the first time in a century both leaders have been in the same room at the same time, and we will bring it all to you live. This is going well? They've become used to episodes of violence for centuries. The true cost of a civil war is abstract. Not believing you're going to die is what gets you killed. What did you just say? Sorry, Captain. Just something my father said not long before we... Well, you read my file. You know the Gorn captured my family's colony ship and deposited us on one of their planetary nurseries. Didn't understand what he meant at first, but had a lot of time to think about it. About why I was the only one to survive. Do you know what I saw on the faces of so many of the people I loved as they died. Before they were slit open and fed on alive or used as breeding sacks. Do you know the last thing they felt? Breeding sacks. That is so cool. Oh, no, that wasn't what I was saying. (laughs) Oh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa, that's gross, man. That's crazy. Oh, man, oh, boy. Oh, this is really, uh, we really waded into a difficult uh, area here. uh, Uh-oh, uh-oh. End of podcast. This was, breeding sex, gross. Oh, God, what a way to go. Uh, I love that they fucking are going for it and making the the Gorn just like, oh, man, they are so much worse than they even see. It's right up until the last moment. Because usually they're always, they always sort of, I don't know, humanize isn't the right word, but, you know, they, they, you can like, oh, well, they're, you know, Klingons, they're, you know, seem villains at some point, but then you kind of justify, it's like, it's tough coming back from that for the Gorn. <laughs> Imagine dying. Yes. But not you. They sound legitimately scary. I no, think that's impressive. Not me. And that's what kept They are, until you see them. Those plaster-headed weirdos. With their gold outfits. <laughs> Thank you, Lieutenant. Captain. I'm going to need access to the historical database. Cadet Uhura. Are you my best editor? I need a two-minute uh, sizzle reel about Earth's terrible times. <laughs> <laughs> and it should follow Contact. my speech. Here's what I'm going to say, okay? Hi. Contact the industrial video department. <laughs> uh. Sorry to interrupt. I'm Christopher Pike. My world is called Earth. And though it's far from here, uh, my people and yours are uh, very much alike. This is my world today. But we were not always peaceful.
Show a theme this park, too. Just show a theme park. It'll be great. They'll be into it. Before everything went wrong. It's a lot like your world today. Recently, I was treated to a glimpse of my future. It was not all I'd hoped. After all, what good is there in knowing your future? If you can't grow a beard. A friend of mine asked me that recently. <laughs> didn't understand what he meant. <laughs> Until now. Look at those bangs. So cute. I've seen my future. <laughs> cute. Let me show you yours. Our conflict also started with a fight for freedoms. We called it the Second Civil War, then the Eugenics War, and finally, just World War III. This was our last day, the day the Earth we knew ceased to exist. What began as an eruption in one nation ended in the eradication of 600,000 species of animals and plants and 30% of Earth's population. It's interesting it leads with the species of plants. Global. And yeah, yeah, 600,000. I'm like, well, that's not a huge death toll. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it got it's worse. It's intentionally structured that way. <laughs> I think it is. It's like, no, all right. Oh. <laughs> I think the specific acting from these people is a little too much. <laughs> is the means to exterminate yourself. How do we know you didn't just create this on CG? We don't know anything's happening. Uh, my communication officer is a good editor, but not a good CG artist. You're gonna do it. You'll use competing ideas of liberty to bomb each other to rubble just like we did, and then your last day will look just like this. Perhaps somewhere all your ends are written as indelibly as mine. But I choose to believe that your destinies are still your own. Uh -huh, I just sit there. Maybe like, that's why I'm here. Smirking. Kick ass job. It is the man, man, to remind you it. of the power. Of possibility. Maybe that's the good in, in seeing my future. That I might remind you that right up until the very end, life is to be worn gloriously. Because in battle, our last moment. Because we are Klingon. <laughs> what? No. You must destroy your enemy and drink his blood. That was the wrong speech. Use Giorgio's skull as a dish. So. Go to war with each other. It'd be cool. <laughs> or join our Federation of Planets and reach for the stars. And then go to war with each other. Stop smirking! The choice is yours. Some people just have a smart face. Would you like to come up and draw the alien ship now? <laughs> This is terrible. This is a terrible version of the alien ship. We're talking about the Vulcans and the ears. You, uh, you didn't, you weren't uh, into this. You didn't find the, the, the first con them, you know, joining the Federation, the, the process of how it happens, etc. Oh, I, I liked it. What do you mean? Okay, I'm just asking. Should I? What should I have done differently to let you know that? I should have said it out loud instead of just yeah, thinking it. Yeah, because it's a yeah. That's how it's, it's podcast. Uh, no, say, I don't, I don't hey, know this, how podcast this is how anymore. I'm feeling. Yeah, I know. Oh boy. Oh boy. I'll teach you. I'll teach I you. I got more. distracted by the smirking. <laughs> <laughs> that probably is what happened. <laughs> Unclear, like are they? Yeah, what is that? Religious about them, like yeah. uh, 
I mean, uh, huge implications uh, for that, obviously, that culture, but I thought it was Are they such a smart move to go, why don't you just join the Federation? We'll just, we'll yeah. just give you a 200-year jump start. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're already going to blow yourselves up. Might as well skip that part. It is a huge decision for him to make. Do, you, do, do we think that he contacted no, Starfleet to say? Not at just, all. He's just a cowboy. Thousand he just percent. did whatever he wanted. Yep. Getting the Federation high court not to throw you all in jail almost took more pull than I have. Oh, of course he did. There you go. Sorry. I have a lot of pull. Probably, I had to go to the Probably seat. the most, you know, actually. So I just all said, think about that, how much pull I have. Okay. Anyway, back to what I, I used was to be saying. the captain of the Enterprise, you know. <laughs> See, personally, to get myself captain. right into what you people did on Discovery. Hell of a job, Chris. If I may ask, Admiral. How did you convince Starfleet our actions did not violate General Order 1? I used a loophole. Since the Council can't acknowledge that the battle ever actually took place. It cannot acknowledge how the people of Kylie 279 acquired warp. Council's not happy about it. They're doubling down, renaming it the Prime Directive. Well, that'll never stick. Permission to return to Enterprise. Read alert! <laughs> can you... Uh, I apologize. I have a question. Can you explain to me why... They're cha- what is the reasoning here that they're changing it to Prime Directive? I mean, obviously, it's because it becomes Prime Directive. But w- why is what is this? Why did his uh, the, the, their inability to condemn Pike for this lead to them changing it to Prime Directive? I feel like that seems like a more important thing than General Order One. <laughs> I literally think it's just marketing speak. We but we got to fucking rename this thing because they're not taking General Order One seriously enough. It has to be the. <laughs> <laughs> has to be their number one thing, but we can't say number one in it. It has to be numero uno. Should we call it numero uno order? <laughs> primo? primo? Primo. Primo. I don't know. It's a directive of sorts. Is it the primo directive? Surprise, sir. That's up to you, Chris. You planning on keeping the chair? The captain's chair, you mean? Actually, I had another idea. That just shows him putting a different chair in on the ship. <laughs> you wanted to see me. That's a throne. You can't use that. You sure? I think I can. I should have told you. It's so. a dark crystal throne. Tell me now. I love this. You see that? The Gorn have a ritual. Space station. The man. last one, the one who survives, they send into space on a raft. Like throwing a fish back, I suppose. Kind of a raft, like uh, you're not really like supposed a, like to a survive. Seaworthy raft, or is this like a Dumb space raft? What's happening? To me. Una was an ensign on the king. She helped me find my way back home. She's the reason I joined Starfleet. I like I there's a USS Martin Luther King Jr. My ability to carry on the mission. You were worried I wouldn't trust you. Yes. So you decided not to trust me instead. I was wrong. Bingo. I'm, I'm sorry. Your record what, is spotless. What is the discussion but here? She didn't trust him about what? Starfleet and- I don't know. That seems kind of vague. To say that he had, she had a previous relationship with number one? A connection? Because then maybe she wouldn't do the carry out the mission the way that he wanted to do it? Possibly. That's my guess. That's my guess. But I mean that that would be silly because he's, to he my guess. A, his, he has a history to to with Una also, so Yeah, but you know, he's the captain. 
Um, yeah, I'm not sure exactly what's going on in the scene. And I don't... It kind of doesn't bother me because I like that they lean toward understated and a little bit cryptic as opposed to overstated, mm-hmm. like all the other shows, but I am confused. Challenging for me. Hmm. You know how those domes got up here? No, sir. Well, during World War III, a group of scientists sent seed pods into space to preserve them. But when the war was over and Earth had rebelled, the forests were too large to bring home. So Starfleet built its first base around them. Even in space, growth, sometimes remarkable growth, is possible. physical, not personal. I'd like to offer you a commission to join us on the Enterprise. Sir? Not as number one. I'll give you 5% of my salary. (laughs) Stardate 22592. Apparently I'm not allowed to hire anyone else, so... The dust and sky is my hearth. But Enterprise is my home. We can go forward together knowing... So is it just uh, Kirk that starts calling it the Enterprise? (laughs) That whatever shadows we bring with us they make the light all the brighter. Start I am doing it, and nobody corrected him. Lucky man. Why are you calling it the Enterprise? Crew rotation is complete, Captain. Lieutenant Kirk is on his way to the bridge as you requested. Thank you, Number One. They don't give him an, uh, a captain on the bridge chief either. Is in place, Captain. Departing Starbase One. We are five by. He would have already Starfleet called command. This is Enterprise requesting warp clearance. Ship systems are optimal. Chris. I mean, Captain. Samuel Kirk. Welcome to Enterprise. How's the family? All fine, sir. It's great to be here. Well, you're posted to Life Sciences, and he's your new boss. Oh, they got a history. We are cleared for warp, sir. Course, Captain. That's much shaking his head. He is not into it. the, (laughs) The mission is, can you get by a day without smirking? Okay, Ortega, that is the mission. <laughs> Our mission. We explore. We seek out new life and new civilizations. We boldly go where no one has gone before. I think the Andorian guy is their new chief engineer. That'd be cool. Cool. Sir. Yeah, cool I was... Too. I wasn't crazy Stick about Stick her out, cool. Lieutenant Ortega. I feel like they, they had not a misstep. Warp factor really, two. for me, the whole episode. Or by and large. They did the thing I didn't like. And this, when the ship dropped out of warp, it was right up against the planet. <laughs> yeah. Like the I little nod to the theme at the end. Well, there you go. This there you no have it, Andrew. Without uh, without all the the tight hour, tight, <laughs> tight ninety. <laughs> For those of you who uh, who this may be your first uh, your first episode, which I can't imagine there are. Uh, next week it will be an endless beginning. <laughs> <laughs>
that mm. you can skip by looking and seeing. Oh, actually, I don't even do that. Usually, you can see where where the episode proper begins on the episode description. We don't even do that on the Patreon. Um, uh, sad. Here we go. Well, it's the MVC. Yeah, the end. Get over there. Most valuable. A lot of contenders in this crew one. member. Um. It feels like it's probably Chief Pike Kyle who makes the most oh. decisions. What were you going to say? Chief Kyle. That's true. <laughs> Freaking, he transported a thing into somebody's eye. Come, I mean, on. come on. It's like, of all the he Star Trek them? skills, of all the Star Trek skills I've ever seen, that was the most impressive. He made sure that... Like, uh, I don't he care wasn't... how fast Data can lock out a main computer with his little fingers going fast. Yeah. But beaming something into somebody's eye, that's yeah. pretty good. He double he double checked that they didn't need their weapons. Kyle's pretty high up there. Um, I mean, I mean everybody's got a little bit of a hand on it, but it really feels like the major decisions are are Pike, which is always a problem. I mean, if you were to rewatch TOS, yeah, and start giving MVCs, I feel like Kirk would be getting it eighty percent of the time, which is how the show was structured, and that's fine. Is that true though? Because I feel like. People around him are sort of advising him and everything. He gives a speech at the end. Like, it's to be very interesting when, when we go back to TOS. Well, in five years, everybody, let's figure that out. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it to Pike. Congratulations. Because uh, I like Pike. I'll give it to Pike also because, you know, he had a lot of thinking on his feet, quick, quick things. Emergency communications, drop that thing into the atmosphere. Let's show him what we look like. Uh, also, they gave him tough decisions on when to break with Starfleet protocol, and he made the right calls. He made the right protocols. Protocols. Nice. All right. How many Andy's does this episode get? Um, I really like it. I'm very excited. I hope that they they stay on the tracks. Uh, because I really like this direction. I like the tone. I hope, I hope they stay on the tricks. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I don't approve of that. <laughs> I would do a, a transport with me with the shot circling around me right now <laughs> early if I could. Um, but uh, uh, let's see. I mean, it's tough. Pilots are so hard. You got all this stuff you got to set up. You're selling a product, um, but they really made a lot of smart moves in keeping it simple. That being said, and I like that it's first contact and it's very it's very old school, extremely old school, which is the intent, but also with a you know with a nice modern flavor, which is the whole point. Um, so they really hit it on a lot of different levels. That being said, it's a very simple story, and so it's. It's hard to say, like, oh, man, this fucking blew my mind, you know, like some of the best episodes of Trek. So I give it a, and I'm judging it a little bit based on just how hard pilots are to do, I give it a nine. I give it an eight. An eight. Solid eight. Solid eight. It's like a high eight without being an 8.5. Gotcha. Um, Couple of things that yeah. I really liked were all the things that Andy mentioned. 
and I liked the extrapolations on Trek Tech. Yeah. Which you often are very infuriated yes. by. Yes. Because of I often find it unnecessary. Yeah. But with this being a, sh- a series, yeah, and we have to live in this world for a while, I'm okay with it, weirdly. I think Picard helped me release a lot of that in a weird way. Yeah. Like sort of all of the things I've been holding on to. <laughs> yeah. It sort of beat it out of you. Yes. Uh, and as a result, I mean, I just really I can't fault this episode too much. But I do wish that the personal strife, internal conflict of Pike wasn't really there. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to need to. It feels like they're dispensing with it at the end of this. Or at least for, I mean, I'm sure they'll circle back to it. But I mean, I can't say that they're going to do that. You know, I, f- I, I see another episode. Based on what we tend to see in New Trek, and granted, this is more one-off. But the trailer, like what's coming this season, I feel like there was more of that in the. Uh, yeah, that's maybe. Uh, they'll, they'll circle back to it. Whatever the case, the, the fact that we don't have to deal with it most of the time will be. Yes, and the fact that this story had a beginning. Had a middle and had an Isn't end. Isn't it crazy? Was like it's so crazy to watch. Oh my goodness! Hit me, baby. <laughs> and I, and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't need Kirk's older brother showing up. I, I was like, why are we doing this? <laughs> um, now, Matt, I'm gonna make the uh, the argument, and uh, you can uh, feel free as the captain to dispute me. That mm-hmm. I think we should uh, we should release this. And to the main feed. We're not going to... I also, by the way, I thought the yeah. same thing. It's funny that you said that. I thought either this or the Picard finale. I feel like this one is atypically um, a little more, <laughs> more positive. If you want to hear us <laughs> week after week, have you know some moments we enjoy, but week after week really be uh, generally <laughs> just bathing in acid on the... Uh, on the Star Trek, on the Picard series, then uh, just join then that's the Patreon. Five bucks a month, yeah. you can get yourself all those Picards and uh, really watch me come to the conclusion that nothing's important anymore. Let me just try to enjoy it. <laughs> really turned him into a nihilist. Um, you know, you Andy, your, that's an executive yeah. decision that you're making as my CEO, and you know what? All right, exciting. Well, so. So if you're uh, if you're new to us, uh, I assume most of you aren't. Why don't we now? Why don't we just record a thing for the top half? Oh, all right, and we'll put it up on that. Like, so this will go up as is for the Patreon. Okay, and then sounds good. I'll put up a different episode file. Great with a, with a preamble. Sounds anyway, good. that was great, people. We'll see you every week that a new Star Trek is on. Andy and I will be sitting here talking to you and each other. And hopefully this trend continues and the trek has a beginning, middle, and an end. Hit it. Let's fly. Engage. Unhit it? <laughs> <laughs>